You're listening to WBEZ. Next week, former Chicago Alderman Ed Burke will stand trial on federal corruption charges that he used his power in public office to make money at his private law firm. Though Burke won re-election in 2019 after the initial indictment and raid on his office, the charges helped put an end to his five-decade career in the council. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel brings us this look at Burke's life, career, and the power he amassed as the city's longest-serving council member. On a Wednesday afternoon in April of this year, Ed Burke ended his last speech as Chicago Alderman in a way he's given hundreds of them over the years with a story. And the story of Spafford and that hymn is indeed unique to Chicago and tragic. Colleagues on the council were gripped as Burke told the tale of a Chicago attorney who lost his family in a shipwreck 150 years ago and the hymn that attorney wrote titled All is Well with My Soul. Burke was saying farewell to a career where he led the ever-powerful Finance Committee, helped appoint judges to Cook County courts, had a network of allies in city departments who'd help him achieve policy goals, all while running his private real estate tax firm. And amid that, Burke's penchant for storytelling and Chicago history has shown through as a defining characteristic of his 54 years in the public eye. But his need to entertain started long ago in a Chicago-style bungalow on the city's southwest side. And we had a, a fabulous basement, uh, Lenati pine paneling and the pool table and the bar, and of course the upright piano. Dan Burke, Ed Burke's brother, says his older sibling was sophisticated from a young age, which made him the star of the family. Everybody admired him and raved about him. My aunts and uncles just thought the world of him. In fact, it was remarkable. It's often suggested that the only thing my father ever asked him to do was learn to play the piano which he did ex- exquisitely. So I thought it was part of uh, politics <laughs> to be able to entertain people. Growing up, their home was a gathering place, and their dad taught them the importance of generosity, Dan Burke says, like one Christmas when a neighbor didn't have any presents for her kids. And uh, my mother and he quickly gathered up whatever they could put together from under the tree, and off it went down the street to the neighbor lady. When their dad, Joseph Burke, died of lung cancer in the 60s, Ed Burke succeeded him as the alderman of the 14th Ward. And generosity, or favors for friends, is one way Burke amassed immense power on the council. Clem Balanoff, who has long been involved in Chicago politics and ran for alderman at the height of Burke's power, says Burke's story is the story of the Chicago political machine. If you want a job, you go to your alderman. You need a little bit of help with a kid that was in trouble with the law. You go to your alderman. The alderman might make a call. So any favor or service that you needed, you could go to them for. And what they wanted in return was your vote to keep them in office so they could continue to, as they put it, to continue to serve you. Well, it served the few, not the many. Burke amassed his power, too, from his position as judicial slate-making chief for the Cook County Democratic Party and even his wife's former position as chief justice of the Illinois Supreme Court. He married Ann Burke in the 60s, the year before becoming alderman. Legislatively, Burke knows the rules of the council like the back of his hand, and with a staff of researchers and legal aides, he would use his prowess to intimidate his colleagues on the council floor. Alderman Scott Wagaspak was a freshman in 2007 and remembers being in awe of Burke's ability to maneuver a legislative win. It was a chess game, and he was always prepared several steps ahead. 
I remember one one or two times I had him cornered, or I thought I had him cornered, and then he would pull out some ruling from the state about something that had happened at our city council or some other city council, and he would cite that particular case and just shut you down in a flash. Burke's efforts were largely in service of mayors Richard J. and M. Daly, along with Rahm Emanuel, who rewarded him with his powerful chairmanship. But Burke's council career will forever be marked not by the mayors who he helped, but the one he fought against, the city's first black mayor, Harold Washington. The way in which Ed Burke gleefully led the charge against Harold Washington and, and did it in blatant racist terms and tried to do everything to prevent him from being successful and delivering on behalf of people. That's something, in my view, is unforgivable. That's former Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who battled with Burke before and during office. She's referring to the so-called council wars of the 80s, when Burke helped lead a cohort known as the Verdoliac 29, the group of mostly white Chicago aldermen who forcefully fought Mayor Washington. But under Lightfoot, the city's first black woman mayor, Burke's power waned drastically, starting with their first council meeting together, when Lightfoot shut down a request from Burke. Is there any other thing that you want to call to the chair's attention? Um, All right, so, sir, we'll we'll take your issue under advisement. We're going to move forward. Alderman Harris. If I had let him walk over me in that first meeting, it would have been chaos from that moment forward. Once he started, I knew I had to put him back in a box and do it very decisively. And so he never really did it again. Burke was largely muted during his last term in office as prosecutors built a sprawling racketeering case against him and he stepped down from his chairman position. And as he heads to federal court next week, it's perhaps fitting that in his final speech back in April, he recited that hymn from the Chicago attorney Horatio Spafford. The themes include grief and acceptance for what's to come. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to know, it is well, it is well with my soul. The trial, in which Burke has pleaded not guilty on all counts, starts November 6th. Mariah Wolfel, WBEZ News. And tomorrow we'll take a look at how the massive power Ed Burke wielded paved the way for his alleged corruption. This is WBEZ.